Born in Trouble. In and out the frame, out your flame, I'll make it brighter, douse insane. Hey, 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 what's good? Welcome to the, I'm going to guess, 38th episode of Born in Trouble. Don't shake your head, Rob. It could be 38. It could be 39. It's been two weeks, man. It's been two weeks, man. Like, if you knock on that door, they'll tell you the right one if it's wrong. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I could have just clicked over and found out, but that seems like a lot of work right now. So I'm going to say 38. 38 it is. Yes, 38th episode of Born in Trouble. Welcome back, people. It's been two weeks since we've last been here. The week before that, it was uh, the National Turkey Killing Day. And people were just traveling around. Yes, Robert painted a turkey face on a cabbage, and he carved that up. It's the vegan way, yo. (laughs) I did not. It's the vegan way, yes. Yes, you did, Rob. Don't lie to the people. All the animals alone. Don't lie to the people, Rob. The people know. They can see your face. Oh, no, they can't see your face. But No, they can't. Yeah, and then last week it was just basically old age. Brought me down. Brought me down. I was down and out for the count. It's the truth. Try to do all that rodeo stunt at your age. T-R-U-F-E. It's the truth. Doing all that, all that, tri- all that trick fucking. Well, dude, come on, man. Yeah, what you, what, got, you, you, what you used to be able to do all night now. Come on, man. Let me tell you something. We can still get down. I can still get down. I don't know about you. You know what I'm saying? Until your back goes out. I still got a trick. Of, I got a. I still got a trick or two in the bag, buddy. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> that trick better be Motrin. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I don't do I don't do those things. You know, I'm all cannabis all the time, brother. You know what I'm saying? I hear you on that. I got some I got some uh water, some tonic water sent to me from a great vendor down in St. Louis. I got some gummies that were sent from my from our mutual friend out in Cali, Gene Hopkins, who will not be here today and everything. He put me on to a place locally where I could go and I could get some, and that was a good deal. And then uh, I just basically worked it out, bro. Worked it out. And here I am, sitting upright. The wonders of science. Mm, indeed, Mr. Gene Hopkins won't be joining us tonight from Los Angeles, California. He's had two weeks off and he forgot all about us. So it's kind of messed up, man. But hey, Gene Hopkins, we're gonna give you a round of applause anyway. It's Gene. It's Gene. It's like, on brand. Yeah, it is on brand. Right. You know. From. Go ahead. True the thing. You know what it's capable of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you brothers, though. I missed you brothers, though. So I'm going to give a round of applause for Mr. Robert Brooks and Mr. Grant Lancaster. Welcome. What up, what up? Welcome. What up, dog? Welcome. Seems like the, the level of intelligence goes down in the two weeks when I don't get to speak to my brothers. And I start grunting more. <clears throat> <clears throat> Because, you know, you got to associate with people that are out there, and some of us still wear masks, and it's better. Because some people look at you when you wear your mask like, what you doing wearing a mask? Get away. Right. You know. Is some, that shit not amazing? 
It is crazy. It's incredible. I wasn't intending on starting this talking about any COVID types of issues. I know everybody's going through it, you know, but we had the Omicron that came in. Omicron. All I kept thinking about was like Transformers. More than meets the eye. You know, I used to like right. the Transformers. They was dope. And the planet was Omnicron. Yeah, the, the planet was Omnicron. It's not actually that. So this doesn't have any horns that we know of. But so far, it doesn't look like anyone's passed away from this virus so far. And I thought it was interesting. I'd just like to give all sides. I'm not for or against vaccines or shots or whatever you want to call it. You do what you want to do. I am against the pressure that's being uh, put on a lot of different people about this, especially knowing what we know. We don't have to go into it back and forth right now. But I thought it was interesting that the first case that they had on um, in the United States, they traced back. It was someone who was triple vaccinated, went to a vaccinated event, a Comic-Con. And considering how those women dress in Comic-Con, I can understand taking that risk especially after seeing the pictures of this guy, because it's like, that's probably the closest that he's going to get to them is a comic con. It's a smart bet. So it's like, I'm going to give him a round of applause because if he's in a club, that brother, he ain't getting in VIP with them chicks is, you know, cause they the crazy ones, they the crazy ones and the crazy ones get a premium. But anyway, I digress. I digress. This is just old stuff because this doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't happen. I throw my back out, but I throw my back out for different reasons. But, um, yeah, so he went to this um, all-vaccinated event, hung out with all-vaccinated people, and went back to Minnesota with Omicron. Congratulations. So, and that's not to make a point about anything one way or the other. It's just basically to reiterate my point that you still don't know shit. Nobody knows shit. And, like, a lot of this stuff is, like, fear and fear tactics and fear-mongering. And, but it does look like it's, they've got somewhat of a handle on it right now. And it's possible that it could come to an end. You know? You don't think so, Rob? No. 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 And handle on nothing. Handle on nothing? It's all right, right though. They got a handle on nothing. Yeah. It's here, it's here to stay, bro. Sort of like that guy at, at the Comic-Con. He got a handle on nothing. But who knows? <laughs> You know, on the other hand, from looking at him, you know, you don't know what happens at Comic-Con. I don't know what happens. Hey, I've man, never... you're in the middle of cosplay, man. Weird things happen. That's right. I've never dressed up as you know, Black Thunder and took my be... best shot. Many, many years ago, uh, I don't know why, but when we would travel for work in July to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. for some reason, it always overlapped with the furry convention. Oh. <laughs> and so we'd be in a hotel with furries. Mm. And I can't tell you how absolutely bizarre and crazy that is. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, cosplay's got to be more like. <laughs> you know what furries are, yes? Well, no. if, if people don't know what furries are, furries are people who um, get dressed up in furry outfits and they. I don't know if they have sex with each other or they rub against each they, other they, in the furry they, outfits, they, whatever it is. They have, they literally have they have they wear name tags you know they change their identity they there was one guy who he's at the front desk and he's trying to check in and the woman is telling him that he cannot check in unless he shows his face and he keeps saying that this is my face this is my whatever this weekend and she's like i'm sorry you are not whatever you are the name on your credit card mm-hmm. and until i can see 
the face that matches this one on the license, I cannot check you in. I cannot give you this room. Did he take the hat off? Wow. Uh, 20 minutes, I gave up and left. Okay. But he uh, but wasn't I mean, giving up. They, like, there were people who, like, go in. They put litter boxes in their room, and they go in the litter box. Are you fucking kidding me? No, nah, I'm serious, homie. It's, you know, the, it, it's, a, it's a wild other world. And, they, you know, they walk all around town like this. It was, like, a couple of years, the hotel actually sent our group to a different hotel. They're like, look, you don't want to be in here with these people. We're going to put you up someplace else. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like pushing business to another chain because yeah, like the pros are so that's, out the box. Yeah, it's unheard of. So I mean, cosplay is you know very similar. So I mean, if you're the right character, if you just happen to be the right character and meet the right, you know, matching character, you know, then because that's the way it goes in the comic book, I guess you have to you got to follow through on that, man. That's crazy. He's wow. got a shot at Comic Con. Yeah, he's got a shot at Comic Con. Yeah, he does. You wear a good outfit so, and everything. It won't so matter. So if you're at Comic Con, the best first per, can, is Captain Kirk a character? Captain Kirk got all the ass, right? Well, they do go. At, people do go as Captain Kirk, but I can imagine that would work in different ways for you when you go there. You know, because it's like I guess that's probably played. You know, guys trying to be Captain Kirk at Comic Con. Oh, this guy's the right. Kirk guy. You know what I'm saying? Watch out for him. He's wearing Captain <laughs> Kirk. We know what he's about. Hasn't right. been waited gotta, months. Got to worry that maybe the real William Shatner's in the building with his weird ass. Really? Yeah. You know? Oh, right. really? Yeah. 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 You know? And he'll push you to he'll he'll push you in the grill. He'll mash you in the grill. Be like, I'm Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk fights. You think they have Kirk yeah, fights? Kirk fights. <laughs> <laughs> People running around as Captain Kirk blocking each other. <laughs> yeah. Depends on depends on who's who's the green girl that week. The chick that comes up to him and kisses Kirk and Yeah. Eh, it's it's difficult. Uh, I know, they, they, they they have the, the epic one in San Diego. They have a Comic Con out there that's really huge. And uh, they bring a lot of different people in there. It's pretty cool though. Well, I guess it I must don't be nice. the whole dressing up part, but I've got a I've got a cousin that goes that, that goes to all the comic cons. You know, I see his pictures on. Um, you know, he's a second cousin, so it's like I don't know if that's a I don't know if I want to. Look at you trying to institute some distance between you and him. He's actually pretty good. He's actually a pretty cool dude. I actually like you know I dig his stuff because I mean honestly, if that's what you're into doing, you know what I'm saying. He comes up with the really dope outfits and everything, and he goes. If that's what you're into doing, if you like doing, at least he doesn't half-ass it. He goes all out. You know, for a Comic Con, and he's married. You know, I don't know how that would work going to Comic Con and being married, because it seems to me like it's just an opportunity. Maybe it's just me because that's the way I'm built. I'm always, you know, I think about those spaces as a hunting ground. So I couldn't go there. I probably shouldn't go to Comic Con. And his wife is probably thinking about it as five thousand nerds. Yeah, plus right. her husband. Yeah, and she's probably you know, and I guess you would be used to that. You know, if you go to Comic-Cons, you're in that relationship. You're in a Comic-Con relationship. You've got a person who does that. But I don't yeah, know if I would... do say, for better or for worse. Yeah, I, but I don't, know if I, worse. Would, I don't know if I would trust a wife who, like, you know, by the way, I used to go to Comic-Cons, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be new, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be married to the Joker for 12 years, and then all of a sudden he's like, yo, I'm going to Comic-Con. 
Yeah. It, it don't work that way. Like, he had to be going to Comic-Con while he was dating. Yeah. He think, well, I don't know. I mean, when you're younger and everything, he's like, I don't, I don't want to, like, break down his Facebook profile and everything here, like, but it seems like, you know, yeah, he's he's like, worked his way up to, you know, a form of success and form of money and everything, and he can pretty much, he says that he likes to do these things, so he'll spend his money to go do these things. And that's the American dream, to make enough money to put enough equity into your life to make enough money to do the things that you like to do. I so, almost right. bought a uh, a Gryffindor robe. Oh, really? Last month, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was experimenting with nerding out. That's deep. Thought about rough. it. Thought about it deeply. I had to. My cousin's daughter wanted a. Um, we got her a um, um, an acceptance letter to Hogwarts. Ah, right. Uh, and another mm. and another wand. Mm. And at that time, I was like. They had the they had the robes. You can get them personalized, so I can have my own. You know, I'm a Gryffindor. Mm. Uh, it's problematic. So it's problematic when you hear a black man talking Both about buying a robe. robe. But you Both know, but I guess robe. you have to explain. It was it. decent. It was at the Harry Potter store. Was it a white robe so it was or a, it's like a seventy-five dollar robe? robe. It didn't no, have it like a, a burgundy, like a like a burgundy satin, man. Oh, okay, okay. It's more like it's a full length? robe. Full length. Uh, I think it was like mid calf. Okay, flare flare down. It wasn't the was it, with, with wasn't like, like dragging on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. At the crest, at the Gryffindor crest with your name above it, right here. Was it like the? So it sounds like the costume that I wore that Halloween that I said, "Guess what's underneath my cowl, Nate? Remember that, Rob? <laughs> I said, "Guess what's underneath yes. my." <laughs> <laughs> God, I she forgot about God. that. The cape and cow. Guess what's underneath my cow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that was kind of questionable behavior back then, I guess. Was it questionable? You know, it's different times. Today, different times, man. Today, right. that could possibly be seen as harassment. Most of the people at the party found it fucking hilarious, though. Male and female. You know, they found as, it to be very on brand. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like if they grab you, if you grab your robe and you pull it up, that's something different. But I guess it's the sign of the times. If you had a party with people that are dressed up, I, I think all bets are pretty much off. Yeah, you can just go for it then. Like, yeah, really, you, is you that can, you can walk? The, you can walk the lines. Well, you know, you guys are older, man. So it's like I don't know if I would trust your judgment. You know, you guys are like contemporaries with me. So you feel that that's appropriate. So that like kind of gives me pause right there. That's the first thing. It gives me pause that something's going to go wrong. Something's going to probably go wrong. Because I listen to you. Because, you know, there are certain times when I'm just like really extremely stupid. And I'm just like, fuck it. I'll do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'll it's go not out It's going to go wrong because we think it's, it's going to. It's not going to go wrong because of what we think. It's going to go wrong because of what you do. Yeah, well, I mean, that's whether or not I'm dressed up in a costume or not. You know, that, yeah, that it's c- kind of like when you decided to do the documentary about me, jackass, about the <laughs> wild Robert beast. And I was walking around with my robe, flipping it up, screaming the wonderful. Like, that's probably inappropriate now. You see the problem. You see, Mike, you know, I guess we're going to we're going to talk about problematic things today because. It's like, I don't know, is it more problematic that I decided to make the documentary about the Wild Robert Beast or more problematic that you participated? 
What's I worse? I really participate. I was just being. Yeah, you're just being, right. So just you were, but you were just uh, witnessing and recording mm, the problematic behavior. Mm, mm, mm. Rand, you got anything to say about this? So that you decided to document my, my problematic listen, hungover I, I, behavior. I listen, this, 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 is the, this is the ex and Rob. Uh, this, this is the, pre, the pre-Grant Lank cast a part of the crew. Y'all think it's just out there wilding all the fucking time. Yeah, well, not all the time. <laughs> not, not all, all the time, time, but there was a I large mean, element of it. Listen, so so like before before I really got to know y'all cats, that was like the persona of X and Rob was mm. just all the wild shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like just completely unhinged. Mm. Well, but I, I mean, I, I dug that though. It wasn't completely like, wrong. I was like, "Shit, I wish, I wish I had the balls to do half of the shit that these guys do." It wasn't completely wrong. See, we were. It's a different time. We were bored. You know, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have like you know Tinder. Right. So yeah. you know, we had to get on our bike. We had bicycle Tinder. You know, dude. If I had Tinder at eighteen. Oh, please. Oh, you know oh, how many kids oh. I'd have right now? I would not be talking to you right now. I'd be at work still, or I'd be dead from having worked so many hours. Because I'd have at least 10. At least. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. You know, as you go back and do the whole retro thing with your life, like, oh, if they had Tinder, I'd have had, you could have also gone back to done the retro thing and inserted condoms into the equation. Yeah, yeah, but then, but wait, <laughs> listen. You just insist listen, on your we're being we're being completely and totally honest then, and at that point in time, a condom was not crossing my mind too much. Condoms crossed your mind, condoms crossed everybody's mind once AIDS came out. And that's like that shows you how old right. we are. Because when AIDS came out, first it was like, oh, gay people. Then they were like, oh, everybody can get it. It was like, oh, better go get me a Trojan. You know what I'm saying? Better go get those condoms. Because yeah, my, that, they, they crossed my mind after, after a 10th grade mishap. Oh, well. <laughs> it crossed my mind after magic. Well, you know, I, you know, speaking magic. magic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, magic. You were late in the game. Huh? Yeah, you were way late right. in the game, bro. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah, once once Magic announced that he had it, I was like, oh shit. Shit is, so, shit is real. Reminds me of what my what uh Chantel said that time. You know, she said, uh, we are loving people. So right. that's pretty much like that's how we're gonna chalk that one up. We are loving people. Reckless, you know, glad that we actually got through it. And most people won't even admit that they did things like that. I don't understand. I don't understand. I heard a story about a about a police officer retired who went to high school in a school district out here on Long Island over by the water who claims that he never saw anyone do cocaine before he actually, you know, before he actually became a police officer years later. And she told him, you're a liar because I know all about that school. I know all about that area in those houses. So it's like, you know, people, though, the good thing, I guess we can call this this show tonight honesty because there's a lot of it coming out today. No, condoms were not good things, but they, they are now. Great things. 
They were great. But they are now. It took a a scare, though. took a scare for you to get that underneath you. I got to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, so, well, two different scares. But in the one, (laughs) you know, I came with a three-pack. Decided, decided, decided to blow five shots that day. Like, uh. <laughs> so what? So what? See, you know, that, out of my problem. See, that's a that's like a that's like a a, 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 a soft rat. You were Viagra back then. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They might have actually hey. picked your blood in hey, order to get that formula, hard bro. Right. Five hey, hard on. to make Viagra. Oh my gosh! Five. Viagra well, with some of them. Mm, mm. See, we're off on a tangent here. We're talking about the wrong things because, like, and this was like kind of like this is kind of like something I saw today. It was like a man, like you know, we were reckless back then. A man can sleep with nine women in a month. You know, one woman a month and make nine women pregnant, and a woman can only be pregnant one time. So birth control is basically given to the wrong people. And at that point in time, birth control should have been given to us. You know, we got out of it, you know, luckily didn't, didn't involve, didn't get in those situations and everything. But, you know, in hindsight, that's rolling the dice, bro. It's rolling the dice many, many times. Rolling the dice is, is just part of life though. You know what I mean? Like you, you always rolling the dice on Sunday. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I know a dude. And I, I used to stay at this hotel all the time. He worked in, in another organization, and he was down there in the Florida area where we all go in the spring. And, you know, he met some young ladies at the club. They came back to the hotel with him, and then they robbed him. Mm. Took his wallet and some of his rings. He had some, some souvenir jewelry that was hard to come by. They took both of them. Mm. Along with his wallet. Mm. And, you know, that could happen any time. Like, you know, everybody's picked up a stray once in a while and, you know, <laughs> falling asleep someplace you shouldn't have. Inappropriate, inappropriate, inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, have, I have no idea what this <laughs> Oh, um, that's right. I'm not supposed to call them strays. That's mm, right. Darn it. Mm, mm. <laughs> We, we've all met somebody who our mother would tell us that we shouldn't really associate with that closely. Right. That's true. And we brought, like them, like we brought them back to the domicile. Yeah. You, know, you act like you like Stay them. too long. You act like you like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like this show like is terrible right now. This is terrible right now. I mean, I, 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 mean I, thought we was, I thought we was being honest. No, we are being honest because, you know what, <laughs> women do the same thing. They do the same thing, especially now. You know, that's what the whole um, Tinder thing is. It's like, shut up and just be pretty. You know, or just come over here and satiate my needs and then just get up and leave. And Tinder doesn't work without females. It doesn't work without men and females. I guess it does work for other people, other genders as well, if there's... But it doesn't work unless there are willing participants is the point. And that's what they're into today. They're into that, you know, into the free. It's really like a free love society. But it's very difficult to build relationships and bonds and character and understanding when you're just basically having um, transitional sex. You know? Yeah, but I don't right. think most of them are into transitional sex. I think that's just their their misguided defenses lead them into that. Right. 
Like I, one of the things that I was absolutely amazed when I was on the apps is that how much you would be sitting there and having a conversation with somebody and they would be telling you X, you know, this is what I don't want this. Is what I, and then you watch their behavior and you're like, well, your behavior is going to lead you directly to the things that you're saying that you do not want. Right. But they're so scared to just sort of really stand in their truth Mm-hmm. And and be about you know be about the thing that they really want that they think they have to play the game and you know okay well like it's well, very it's very bizarre to watch sometimes yeah. and, like my buddy used to do this all the time like he'd call, he'd be he used to have a ton of first dates and he'd be like oh yeah man I met this chick tonight blah blah with this yeah she blew me whatever I'm like yeah you know that's not gonna lead you to a long term relationship like if she's blowing you right you know three hours after meeting you you know mm-hmm. for the first time in person. It's probably not going to lead to a long-term relationship, right? And you he know. was like, "Oh, I, you know," he couldn't get out of his own. Like, could, you know, the little head was thinking for the big head. He couldn't get out of his own way. Like, like, dude, if he, if you actually like one of these girls, then you should probably pass on the sex of the first night. Yeah, try to so build something. How how can you? Here's here's my question because I, I I think a lot of this comes from a lot of it comes from low self-esteem. Absolutely. And I think the low self-esteem is built into what our society has evolved into, where everything is based on right now and how you look and having the latest and greatest or, you know, what people would tell you is the latest and greatest, or whatever. Yeah. But how do you like somebody who doesn't truly like themselves? You know what I mean? Because a lot of, a lot of the shit that you see is people... Uh, trying to escape their own reality and they're trying to show you the good parts of you know like them at at their max yeah. that's what they're trying to that's what they're showing you on on tinder on instagram on whatever you know whatever uh social media package it is they're Bumble. showing you their 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 greatest mm-hmm. but when you meet them they can't how long can you keep up that facade i mean you know we all we all meet representatives Right, you know, a vast majority of the time you meet representatives. It's rare to meet someone that's genuine, off the dribble. Yeah. So how can you how can you ever really even know if you like someone when that person that you think you may like doesn't even like themselves? Well, yeah. I mean, these days there's a there's a ninety I would put it as a ninety two to ninety five percent likelihood that the person you're dealing with at some level doesn't like themselves. Yeah. It's just the society breaks everybody down. So part of the, the deal. And it's one of the things that I'm really sort of examining in this, this portion of my life is like how much, how much brokenness am I willing to deal with? Like everybody's going to have some level of brokenness. Mm. Like, right. so how much of it, you know, am I willing to deal with? Like how much of that, that area that like, you look at that area, that person you're like that's problematic. Everybody's yeah. going to have that problematic, that little shadow. Even the person who's, you know, 95%, they, they, they're there. They've, they're doing the work, whatever. There's probably going to be a little corner that you're like, that area there is problematic. Like, how much of that are you willing to, you know, how long do you experiment with that and see which way that's developing for you? Like, I can't anymore. I think it sets a tough precedent. I think it sets a tough precedent across the board because when you look at it, um, you know, and we'll just, I'll just like say it like this. Even if you're looking at May-December relationships, one of the things that um, people would be married for 20 years and then they go on to their second relationship and they marry like younger women or whatever. And 
one of the reasons why one of the appeal of that is that you're getting someone who isn't jaded. In many cases, you're getting someone who doesn't go through that. And then what the what the men do with that with that situation is like that's another conversation completely and totally. But um, the thing is that now a lot of these younger women seem to be jaded off the hook. You know, they're coming out jaded. So I always say, like, I would hate to be a young man at this point in time out here looking for love, you know, looking to actually, like, find somebody to spend time with all the time. When I was, you know, when I was still single, like, back in the day and everything, and this was only going back, like, you know, within the within the last decade, I had some dates where I pretty, I practically could see the fear in a woman's eyes as they were sitting across from me because I was so honest about the things because I'm like the type of person that I want to know like right away, are you down or are you not down? You know what I'm saying? If you're not down with this shit, then don't even bother. Don't waste my time. You know, and for a long time I was single because I was doing the single dad thing and that was just what it was. So there was no room was for error. You Penub in all the wrong places. Yeah, no, I was looking for, I was looking Penub, but it was like, right. you know, it was like I was completely honest about what I was looking for. It's like, look, this is my situation, X, Y, and Z and everything. If well, you can't I, rock with that, you're cute and everything. We could do that. We can do this physical thing. But don't expect anything else. And if you come back and you like the physical thing more, don't try to make it more because you've already told me that this is X, Y, and Z. And you've shown me that this is X, Y, and Z. And I'm not going to invite that into my relationship, into my world, based upon a physical thing. So I was kind of, I was like very honest with it, you know. And um, that throws those people off. Honesty doesn't play well. No, it doesn't. Honesty doesn't play well, though. You know what I mean? Like, People people have ideals that they have these ideas of what they want in in a mate, but at the same time you have to have the qualifications to have that mate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like if I'm if I'm I'm not going I'm not I'm probably not gonna talk to the the young lady at McDonald's, right? Right. I'm probably not. It's a possibility, but I'm probably not. But the young lady at McDonald's may think that she could get at me. You know, yeah. you see what I'm saying? And and not to not to disparage people that work at McDonald's. I'm just saying those two people, people are usually on, in their first or second job. Life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, right. You generally you generally meet the people. You generally gravitate toward the people that are on your on a similar level to you. Yes. If you're going way up or way down, there's a problem. More than likely, there's right. a problem. Yeah. And like I said, honesty, man, it just it just it just doesn't play well. You know, people people like to like to sell you a dream, mm-hmm. but you know, it's 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 always the overlay for the underplay. You know what I mean? They 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 sell you sell you the moon and stars, but at the end of the day, you know, you're still down on the earth. There's no Ain't no payoff at the end. Yeah. You know, with me, it was very weird because it's like my my level, like it was very hard to define my level at that point in time. Broke as fuck, but I had a lot of good qualities, you know, so, and I had a lot of things that I was working towards, but I recognized that. So it wasn't like I was trying to, I ever tried to, um, quote unquote, punch upon above my pay grade or whatever. But, um, you know, hey. Yeah, I'm kind of cute. 
So it's like you have to, you kind of walk that line. It's like, you know, you look good. Right. You can talk a certain way. You have a vocabulary, vernacular. I'm able to have conversations on any topic. But at this point in time, my my reality is this, and it's not changing for any period of time. So it's like, you know, I'm not looking to get involved with you so tight or do these things so tight. It's a, it's very, I can imagine it would be very difficult right now trying to, you know, connect with these people when everything is pictures and trying to put your best foot forward. And a lot of these people, those things that the dances and the interactions that we had as people, and even with COVID is really like, you know, it was already bad with the internet. And now COVID took people out of interacting socially for two years. So I can just, you know, you see people and you see groups of people that are going out. And that's why you get the fights on the airlines or in the parties and the clubs. Everybody's fighting because they're so, you know, they don't know any other way to communicate. So we were already at a, at a, at a, like, you know, at a razor's edge right there with communication. And now it's even worse. Now you, you throw dating in there. Like, wow. How do you do that? How does it go through right. that? Luckily, it's not an answer that I need by the end of the show. So, so actually, kind of along along these same lines, did y'all see where uh, Dion Dion Sanders had uh, what Brittany Renner? Brittany uh, yeah, Brittany Renner. Yeah, Brittany Renner. Yeah, had her come through and speak to the speak to the uh, the athletes his athletes or whatever, just kind of tell them, you know, beware of shit like this. Mm-hmm. Put them up on game. But, yeah, put them up on game. Mm-hmm. And he got blasted so, for that. I, mean, I, th- I think Dion was real. Yeah, but I, it, from my vantage point, it was actually really proactive to do something like that. Well, look, she's a you she's know, a Jackson I mean, State alum. She was the homecoming queen of Jackson State a few years ago. So that's her school. Mm-hmm. You know, that's okay. her school. So for her to go back and put these dudes on game, it just so happened that X, Y, and Z, you know, she looks so good. Mm, I understand why they fall victim. Numbing, numbing, numbing. But yeah, he got he got blasted, but that's real. Like you're going to, you know, first, you don't know who's coming at you and for what. You, you don't. don't know why people are coming at you, you know, and you got to remember that it ain't you. No, you it's know? not personal. It ain't you. you it ain't personal. You, it's, you know, it's the status that's attached to whether it's the paycheck or the position, whatever. That's what they're coming for. Yeah. You know, they were, they were going to come for whoever had that. Right? Yeah. Right. I used to tell our friend that when in his situation, like, yo, they don't, you got to recognize that they don't love you. It's not personal. It's not personal. It's just like, that's just how they're getting down at that moment in mm-hmm. time. And you got to accept that for how they're getting down. If you play too much into it, then. You know you're gonna have you're gonna have other problems and everything. You get so got. you get got, but it's tough. Everybody wants to be loved. Yeah. I want to be loved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, I think it all it all kind of stems back to you know knowing the self and you know knowing who you are and and what you want. I think when you, when you reach a certain level of knowing yourself. There's some things that just they don't even they they're not even on your radar anymore. Yeah, there's you know a lid I mean? for every pot. If you know if you know who you are, you, you yeah right yeah yeah set of eyes for every ass. Yeah, so it's and, a, you know so my eyes don't hit every ass. Yeah, 
It's just a matter of going out and getting this, knowing what you want and going out and getting what you want. Go ahead, Rob. What did they hit every no, other? One of, no, one of my favorite pranks on the street in New York, dude will be walking behind a woman and he'll see some guy like, you know, looking at her ass. He'll be like, what you looking at my woman for? But, you know, they don't even know each other. He just pranks <laughs> being the ass. <laughs> you ever seen somebody do that? No, nah, I've never seen anybody do that. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> What you're looking at my woman for. Yeah. Wow. Sounds fun. Sounds funny. Wow, so we've we've been we've been talking about relationships here on Born in Trouble, episode number thirty eight. I'd like everybody to sit back and enjoy this soulful ride as we get into part two of the conversation. What else are we going to talk about tonight, gentlemen? Why, why, why are you talking like? Why are you talking like the? Uh, I just felt that voice come out because it's like is this it, is like such doctor, a mellow. Wasn't that the doctor who operated on buckwheat? Was it possibly one of, one of the? What, no, it was John David Stutz talking. Oh, because that because like that, I would imagine <laughs> the doctor who operated on the. But it was in black and white. I had Jello and I didn't know what flavor it was. Oh, I, I would taste the wheat. I would definitely lime. I would imagine that doctor would sound like something like, <laughs> sit down, boy. You don't need no anesthesia. We can't waste good medicine on your kind. <laughs> no. No, it's yes. buckwheat. Buckwheat. <laughs> buckwheat has been shot. No. Buckwheat has been. Oh, we talking about Eddie Murphy, the Mr. classic. Wheat. Yeah, the classic. Yes. yes. <laughs> Mr. Wheat. This right. episode is for anyone right. who wants any type That's of my, my favorite part of that skit, bro. Yeah, any, anybody who wants any type of like reference. Third or fourth time they show, and he's like, "Mr. Week, yes." The best of Eddie Murphy was oh, one of my favorite week, things to smoke and just watch and just like bug the fuck out to. Yeah, I'm saying, my daughter thought so that funny. would think when I showed her the best of Eddie Murphy, she thought it was the most hilarious thing. Oh my god, he was he was like really, really like genius with this comedy. Really genius with this comedy. Well, so far we've talked about relationships and we got into nothing that we were gonna talk about today. And we're almost halfway through. I don't even want to get into the heavy stuff right now. You yeah. know? I'm thinking about like reminiscing right now. So I'm in the doghouse right it, now. Is, in my it, house, is, it, so. is this like the effects of the uh, of the uh, the club soda? Is it keeping you a little? Uh, I don't know if it's the club soda. I actually got a. I got another sample today. I got a. This is what I got today. It's a. It's a vape pen. I don't normally yeah, do these. Radio, not TV. Yeah, I don't. I don't normally do these things. I don't know um, how they work, and why well, I know how they work and everything, but I don't normally do them. But. You know, if I'm going to sell these things, I have to try them out. So around my house, it's been like a treasure trove of like uh, gratis these couple of days. And I'm happy about it. I am. I'm happy about it. I'm like very mellow right now. You know, it's supposed to be work. This is how you're supposed to work, man. Supposed to get it in. I have an excuse. I have a reason. A good reason. I'm a fire department. I'm going to smoke all the weed. (laughs) <laughs> so i used to say that like literally so, that my retire, joke used to always to be the, the day that i retire i'm gonna smoke the first 30 days that i retire i'm gonna smoke every day like i'm gonna wake and bake every day promise by but then <laughs> something happened along the way and you know yeah. i got there a little bit earlier got than i planned early. there you go <laughs> got there a little bit earlier there than i go. planned <laughs> hallelujah 
Praise Jesus. It's a it's a good thing, man. I've been I've been so deep I've been so deep diving into the marijuana business that in these past like two weeks, my head is spinning. I've learned so much about uh, cannabis. I've learned so much about hemp, uh, kratom. Um, every all these great things and these things that they're doing. Kratom is like a, it's like some sort of it's like a powder, but it's like it's actually great for fighting off opioid addiction. Honestly speaking, and I spoke okay. with the guy today. Um, all this stuff is going to come up pretty soon. I'm just not. I can't say any names because I'm not promoting the stuff like on this particular show today. But um, what they do with the kratom, it's like it's like it's amazing. They give it to people who have opioid addictions to get them off of the opioids, and it tricks the, it will get you high, you know, it can get you high, but it tricks the brain into feeling like it's having that opioid reaction. So they've used it over the course of months to actually, like, wean people from heroin, and it actually works, which is, like, crazy. And this person was actually, I I don't want to get into his secret how he actually makes it, like, brings it around to make it a lot easier or to make it easier for them to um, process it and everything. But I've met some really great, you know, really great, great people in this business in the past couple of days. And um, I'm I'm just excited about it. But the Kratom is actually like fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. A lot of the, the, the head shops around here all advertise Kratom. Like I have no idea what that is. Because if you have, if you've got a relative that's got an opioid problem and or and or addiction, now I have to say this, but you know, because I'm I'm not saying born in trouble on this show does not say does not endorse anything, you know, the usage of any type of drug or any type of um, substance in order to fight these um, these terrible, horrible addictions that people have. You know, I I can't take that responsibility, but I think people should look into it. I really think they should look into it. If you're looking for it, if you're trying to do anything else, if you, they're going to give you morphine, which is basically just another drug, and you watch these people whittle away, and um, the processes are, are like great. And I'm actually, we're actually going to have an interview on another podcast um, with the with this gentleman, and he's going to explain a, a little bit more what they do with the kratom. It's like it's fantastic. You know, it's fantastic. These everything that we need is comes in a plant. Everything you need on the surf comes in a plant, and it's never been synthesized. We have these big, huge pharmaceutical companies that are up here, um, basically giving you these drugs that are breaking you down, increasing your dependency on them and their and their products, and essentially creating customers and marijuana and hemp and a lot of these natural remedies are a way around that, and they're a way to longevity. You know, one thing people never talk about when they talk about these drugs and these opioids that they give you is that it effectively cuts your lifespan and controls your lifespan. You know, if you get dialysis at this point in time, it's going to be tough for you to live another 40 years on this earth with with dialysis, you know, having to take dialysis with kidney failure. It's going to be tough. You know, so what are you looking at for that time? 10 years, you know, 15 years from that point. Eventually, that's what happens. So you're better off being preventative with it. And that's what marijuana and hemp and 
all of these businesses are are about and all of these products are about. They're about preventative things and about keeping your mood naturally high. Because all of these foods that they give you, yeah, I mean McDonald's food, they had a they had they did a test. Somebody sued, a chemical engineer sued them. Um and they admitted at the end of it that their food isn't edible for consumption. It's not fucking it's not food, no. you know, and they've got these restaurants all over the place. And how many people rely on McDonald's to feed their family? This is the fuel that you're putting in the, the engine of your body. And unfortunately, some people don't have a choice, you know, but we're going to have to make mean, that's better how choice. We our bodies in high school. Yeah. How many, how many post game, how many post games wound up at McDonald's? Yeah, well, let's be honest about McDonald's then though. and McDonald's now. You know, the food now, was but... the food was when we were when we were little little it was still actually beef. It was yeah. still actually burgers and then they started getting more profits and more profits. Anytime a corporation gets into it for the profits, the rest of the shit fucking goes downhill. And that's just the way it is. And there's a lot of corporations that are involved in cannabis and marijuana right now too. And they're trying to um send the business down that same pike too. You know, they're, they don't want it to be, they don't want it to come out there and be that life-saving thing. They don't want those people to, they want those people to die off of opioid addiction. They need to keep you in there. They need to keep you going to your doctor for certain things. They need these things. They need them more than you do. And that's what you need to think about. That's because you have to, because whenever there are shareholders, there's always a drive. Always. Drive it forward. Always. You know, they're voracious. They want their profits. Always. Corporations right. have to make and more eventually, money. Eventually, they're going to have to find a way to synthesize it. Well, they're already trying that. You know, um, right. Bayer is actually in Germany. They've actually like, was that you that told me that, Rob, today? They had, they had submitted a, a patent like two years ago in mm-hmm. Denver trying to, to lock down a a pill formulation of THC. There's nothing wrong with the natural TNC, THC. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with regular THC, except they can't make the pro- all the profits off of it. Right. Because if they hold the patent right. for a drug and you sell that, that's millions or billions of dollars. It's a lot of shady stuff going on in this in these fields and in this area. You know, I've seen the good side of it like, the last two weeks, but I've also been introduced to the um, underside and the underbelly of the culture as well. You know, there are a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot of, um, it's greed. Anytime there's money that's involved, there's a lot of greed involved, which is why, like, what I'm doing is, like, it's really to put out the companies and and people that are actually looking to do positive things for people in their lives, help them with their cancer, help them with their their seizures, help them with their um, anxiety issues, whatever the issues are. You know, skin, all of these things that you can actually find in these natural ingredients that will cost you less money. And, you know, just for it, even if it's expensive, you know, the fact that you'll be alive longer to work longer, you'll make more money. You know what I'm saying? You don't make money when you're dead. Right. You know, it's that simple. My people have different ideas about marijuana and the plant. It's been demonized and, you know... You, the actually, I learned today that on the back of the twenty dollar bill, the plants on the back of the twenty dollar bill are actually hemp plants. Did you know that? I did not know that. They're actually hemp plants. 
hemp was replaced by pharmaceutical companies. You got to look it up. If you think I'm lying, you know what I'm saying? Just look it up and you'll find that a lot of different things. And if you're on Tinder and you swipe right and she says yes, you might want to have some of those products with you when she gets there. Just in case that swipe right isn't a definite yes. I think the courts say that they aren't. Is that the way it works? Court says it's not a yes. All, all, all depends on what, you, what the outcome you're looking for is. I mean, the odds are good is what it means. Not furry good. Not furry convention good. And definitely not Comic-Con good and everything. But they're pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that in the, in the current parlance, mm. but... If you look at it from a humanistic point of view, it should have been in the old um, way as, as well. If you think it's a maybe and you feed them drugs to get to the yes, that probably makes you on the bad guy team. Yeah, unless you're making movies in the 80s or the 90s, in no, which like case it a, makes you the just, smart guy wearing a shirt with a collar that sticks up because roofies were their way. They made jokes about it. They put it into the fucking scripts. And she's going to get roofied, and we're going to pull her top off, and everybody's going to see it in America. Yeah, that's a good scene. That sounds like a good idea. You know, yeah. so you're and, talking about a cultural thing. now getting retroactively canceled, uh, it, wasn't, it shouldn't have been a thing then either, but yet it was. It was. You yeah, know, but this is the, you know. how, how are these people, like, you know, how are people supposed to adapt to that? You know, you grew up in that culture. And now you're this way. If you're a little bit slower and everything, like I always understood a no like meant to know. Ted Nugent. Yeah, well, Ted Nugent is. I don't even want to get in. I don't even want to get into that guy. Cat scratch fever. Wow. You know, thirteen year old chicks. You know, he's yeah. singing about his cats are like singing about like thirteen year old girls when I'm like forty. That doesn't work. Doesn't yeah. work. Uh, I mean. You adapt, you know, it's it's like everything else. You adapt because you have to. Like, there are some people who don't have to or don't think they have to, and they don't. And, you know, they run afoul of the law, and depending on what their status is in society beforehand, they get away with it or they don't. What is running afoul of the law going to look like after this abortion law is, like, overturned? What's going to happen with all of these, you know? I actually fear for, I actually fear for a lot of young girls that are in a lot of these states down south because um, these boys is like gearing up and ready to jump them. And, and, you know, the thing about when they start weaponizing, you know, the reward system, Mm -hmm. you know, in Texas, they start weaponizing that thing and people start, you know, calling the cops on people just because, Mm -hmm. you know, either just because I don't like the ass or just because I want the $10,000 reward. Like that's insane. Mm Mm-hmm. You that's know, right, that's just that setup is perfect for abuse, right? You know, you rape if you attack a young girl, she goes to the natural like um, um, steps of shame that go through the mind before they actually decide that they want to move forward and do something about it, and then they're stonewalled through the rest of the time. You know, I'm not a big like gun gun um, advocate when it comes to like open carry and things like that. But if I had a teen girl and everything, if you could get an open carry for a 14, 15-year-old, I'd sign her up right now. For real. If I'm living in a state like Mississippi, my girl getting like, she getting a 22. For real. 
Slip that shit in your purse and everything. Don't make me a grandpa and everything. Unfortunately, my child would probably be black, so she'd do time. When the white girls do it defending themselves, then, you know, they go home. But I don't even know if that's going to be the case in Mississippi and all these other, you know, these lower states where they have these where they have these archaic laws, they're looking to bring these abortions back to the back alleys, and it just ain't right. You know? So. You know, women sit, in most hierarchies, women sit below men. So, you know, some of those white women, you know, if it's the wrong white guy that they shot, they going down too. Yeah. Well, the problem is 50% of Republican women, a lot of Republican women, a lot of women in general actually believe in it like anti-abortion laws. I always find it funny. It's usually the ones that are outside of childbearing age that are the most vociferous about it. But I'm not pro-abortion. Because they're in that age where they have they now have time. Yeah. You know, 26-year-olds don't really have the time to stand around and stand out in the middle of the street and hold up signs and wear pussy hats. Mm. Right. Because, you know, they got to eat. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm just gonna I'm pro choice, I'm not pro abortion. You know, that's what it is. It's a very personal thing. And I think it's bad what they're doing with these laws and pulling them back and everything. It's like really tramp tra- traipsing on people's like freedom of choice. You know, but I do want to cover before we go because it's like we're almost out of here. You know, we're our time is almost up. We were gonna talk about um the US Olympic boycott in China. And to show you guys how far off we went by discussing, like, dating for the first 40 minutes and this, like, the topic is um, generally should the U.S., should black athletes be happy with the boycott of China in 2022, the Olympics, if you've worked all of your life for freedom on a basis of human rights, on the basis of human rights when a lot of black people are still getting shot by police here. Maybe it's not happening as much, or maybe it's just not as publicized as much as it was just a couple of years ago, but what we do see is we see the trials of a lot of police officers almost on a daily basis now. Something from events or a shooting that occurred within the past, like, uh, 24 months, and they're going up, and these are arguably human rights issues. When you have people lining the streets for a conviction of three white men who obviously did what they were supposed to do, and you look out there and the entire country isn't like celebrating this, they're still 50 50 on whether or not they, you know, they would have been just as happy if they would have went home at the end of the day. There's a problem. That's a human rights issue. But most people don't really see it that way. They just see it as I just look at things the way that I look at them. Costas called out. Um, LeBron and um, um, Ka- Colin mm-hmm. um, saying that, you know, these guys are big on human rights issues, whatever, whatever. But, you know, they're both Nike guys and either one of them have a peep to say about Nike and their supply chain in China mm-hmm. and the abuses that are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he called them out for, uh, you know, being a little bit two faced about it, hypocritical. And I'm like, yo, like they fighting a thing here. Like, mm-hmm. can't fight all the battles. Yeah. Can't fight all the battles. Like, they fighting this thing here. They getting their ass whooping. Like, this shit is hard. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't thin yourself out. Like, 
what's going on there is bad. And once we get this fixed, then we'll go over there. But one thing at a time. Well, are United States corporations going to not take raw materials and do business with China um, or buy products from China and everything and take those losses in order to support LeBron? Well, the the American public is not going to do that. Like, at the end of the day, everything got offshored because everybody wants to make a maximum, you know, living wage, Mm -hmm. but everybody wants to pay $2.99 for a 70-inch TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and the two don't mix. Mm-hmm. You can't, everybody can't make a living wage and you pay two ninety nine for your TV. That's why everything in Walmart comes from overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, people want their bargains. Grant, do you feel that so, they, that, so, I just, I think it's a lot of, it's a lot of nuance to the argument. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can call out LeBron and them about Nike, you know, kind of calling them hypocritical or whatever. But who are you to fucking call somebody hypocritical when everything you everything you know, everything that you are, everything that you have been, will be, is based on slavery, mm. right? So, so how how can you dare call? I mean, they don't. LeBron don't own Nike. He didn't. He didn't put Nike in that position. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He he's a LeBron is 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 a An employee. contracted employee. Yeah, he's a contracted employee of Nike. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he, could he have some? Could he could he say something? Yeah, he has the platform to say something. But I mean, you know, whatever. It's 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 brothers dying in the street, man, at the hands of the police. Well, it's interesting. A lot of um, people who consider themselves to be what do you call it um, in the United States um, in the United States economic realm as being um, capitalists—that's the word. It's such an easy word, but it just slipped my mind. But capitalists, uh, only we practice true capitalism. Yeah, a lot of a lot of them feel that, like you know, when you lose the desire for free and cheap labor, you're no longer really practicing pure capitalism. Free and cheap labor is determined by slave wages. And I would really challenge anyone in the United States to really go through your day and think that you can go through an entire day without um, using any items from China. And the story of LeBron is the same story that is the same story of you today. If you wear Nikes, that's it. If you're watching TV right now, take your TV down and don't watch it anymore and everything. And then you're properly supporting it. Or, but you know what? Don't go on your fucking computer. You wouldn't even be on your computer to make a comment on that statement if you didn't deal with China. Because right. a yeah. lot of the parts in these like devices that we're using right now were manufactured in China. So it's such a hypocritical state. It's a, such a hypocritical way to say it for people to say that. United States, for them to do that while you have a Chinese act that was passed um, to protect them, but you still don't have reparations or anything to protect black people in this country when you've got people at the border being rounded up and killed, raped and murdered and all types of stuff. I don't really think that you're in a position to like make human rights per se your point of view. Y'all should just drop the facade and like let Shikari go get her ass dusted in a hundred. You know, because that's all you're going to get. 
Why are you stopping their dreams? All the crux of the Chris Rock bit. Isn't isn't this all the crux of the Chris Rock bit? It's all it's all if it's all white, it's all right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Is is it that? Isn't this that skit basically playing out in real life? Yeah. You know. So so like uh, America's a lifelong double standard, lifelong hypocrisy. Right. Right. It just doesn't make any. So Nike Nike moves his factory to Nike moves his factories to China. Nobody says nothing. Mm-hmm. Black guy sells. Black guy endorses a sneaker. All of a sudden, everybody's up in arms. It's yeah. a problem. Now it's his. Yeah. Now it's his responsibility to make them stop. It's nuts. And you know, none of these people are taking it. The brother took sixty-two million dollars to pay college tuition for like students who graduated from that class. Sixty-two million out of his pocket. B, have you? Have you? These motherfuckers haven't made $62 million. Nevertheless, giving it away. Giving away $62 million. It just amazes me, all these people that supposedly hate LeBron. Yeah, he's been playing forever, and he doesn't jump as high as he used to, and he's still strong, and he's a big bully and everything on the basketball court. And he might have stopped your team from winning a couple of championships or whatever. And because, like, you know, they just weren't good enough to beat him. You know, and he went to the finals and he lost to inferior teams. But you know what? The guy is just like, he's just a great player. He's a great humanitarian for black people and everything. I can understand how if certain white people may take a pause when dealing with LeBron, because LeBron ain't really here for you. He kind of, he does it in the most peaceful way that he can possibly let you know that, like, we can be cool and everything, but we ain't ever going to be that cool. And he everything. just built his own lane. Yeah, he built his own yeah. lane. And they've and people have he built that based upon his interactions with those people. So you can be mad if you want and everything, but who you should really be mad at is the is whoever it was, that white cop that pulled over um eleven year old LeBron and just harassed him for no reason and everything. Said something that said something to him, did whatever it was that they did to him. Whoever that person was, that that's who you should be mad at. That's why you don't get to en- enjoy LeBron James. Hell, I'm a black guy. If I come out to you and I say some shit that's off the hook and I'm consistently harassing you as whatever you are, Hispanic, Indian, whatever, and you don't want to fuck with me after some time, don't you think that that makes some sense? You know, don't you right. think it makes some sense that, like, you know, I've been fucking with you for a long time, so now you don't want to fuck with no black people? And everything that makes some sense. If white people haven't been fucking with you for a long time, you just don't want to fuck with them sometimes. And everything. I'm not saying that's 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 not where I'm at personally, or like even you brothers you are at. at. No, it's not where I'm at. It's not where other people are at. You know, it's not where a lot of people are at. You know, but the simple fact of the matter is, simple fact of the matter is, this is their lived experiences. When in America are we gonna like you know acknowledge these people's lived experiences? And then you can actually get better. You know, LeBron had it rough. You know what I'm saying? Y'all won't there for him. You didn't show him. You didn't show him the love, whatever. Oh, yeah, well, we allowed him to make this money. No, you didn't allow anything. That motherfucker made his own money. Kevin Durant made his own money. You motherfuckers went to go see them. You like their for what they do and everything. Exactly. But they put in the work. But they put in the work. They did that. Don't be mad and everything. I can't stand when a motherfucker hates somebody else doing shit. Like Grant, like, you know, Grant got that great chicken wing spot. You know what I'm saying? He doing his thing. Where, what's the address of City Wings again? 
2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Right down the street from Motown. Okay. But my brother got a chicken wing spot. I don't hate Grant because he make chicken wing money. You know, there's always somebody like, you know, there's always somebody that's got more than you. I saw a comment this week where this guy was like, he was, he actually, I actually commented on a LeBron statement. I've commented on about three things online this week, and that was one of them. And this guy was like, yeah, oh, and it was Kyrie Irving. And the guy was mad about Kyrie. He was like, he's making half his salary. Well, I wish that I could make half of my salary and not show up. I was like, so your argument for hating, hating Kyrie is that he has it better than you, but somebody else has it better than him. You know, right. so are you mad at that guy too? You know, like, what are you mad at exactly? You're mad at, like, the, the cards that the world dealt you and everything? We no, all get no, shitty no, parts. people are. Yeah, but yeah, shit, it's, shitty it's shit happens. Projecting that self-hate, bro. Be shitty, shitty shit happens to all of us. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? You all know that. We have all went through shitty shit and everything. And you get up and you do whatever you have to do. That ain't no reason to hate a motherfucker because he better than you at basketball. Nigga, you five foot eight. You know what I'm saying? You should yeah, be. Then you, he mad he ain't tall too. Like so, that's one more right. thing to be pissed off about. Yeah, you know, but like it's just it's just it's just more tender for the fire. More tender for the fire. More tender. In the back, but yo, but they use that. They should use that more tender for the fire. I want to copyright on that shit. Oh, Rob, you said it. I want to cop what you said on this show. I want to copyright on that shit. Whatever it be. But, yo, man, I mean. That'll be be their Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. More tender for the fire. More tender for the fire. Ow. See, but going back, but, like, you know, and this is, I'm going to wrap it up on this because what my comment to that guy was basically about his self-esteem. And that's exactly, and we're back to self-esteem and we're back to self-esteem. We really are. It's a full circle. We're back to self-esteem. We, we haven't like, you know, this guy has a problem with what's going on in his life and he can't deal with that shit. And that's cool. But you got to get on, you got to get up in the morning. You can't nobody make you like you, you know what I'm saying? Nobody can make you like you. It's just that simple. And a lot of these people, these people are out here dating and everything. They don't feel like they deserve better than what it is that they have and everything. But the only way you find out if you deserve better is by opening your mouth. Because blessed is he who what? Asks the questions. And on that note, my question is, what is the episode number? Born in Trouble. (laughs) It's called Self-Esteem. Self-Esteem? Esteem of your motherfucking self. How the fuck up how you feel about you, simple bitch? I think if I put motherfucking on there, I don't think it's going to make it into many search engines. (laughs) From Detroit, Michigan, (laughs) Mr. Grant Lancaster. Sitay Wangs, 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Get you some, chicken! Get you some. Let me know here. Them Lancaster, them chickens from Lancaster. Mm. Getting them Amish mm. wings. Yeah, get them Amish, boy. That's right. You know, there's a wing shortage everywhere except for city wings in Detroit. If you want your wings, you better know where to go get them. You better get your directions and put them in your GPS. <laughs> number, number, number. From New Jersey by way of Philadelphia, 
home of the Philly cheesesteak and vegans. Believe it. One day we'll flip that around. Philadelphia, home of the vegans and Philly cheesesteaks. Mr. Robert Brooks. Hey, man, we'll get me a vegan cheesesteak this weekend. Just for you. Vegan cheesesteak. Yeah, Sounds like a bunch of lettuce on a vegan roll. Let's say, what's, what's in a vegan cheesesteak? Uh, depending on where you go, some will make them with mushrooms, some will make with seitan. Uh, then there's Impossible Meat. Uh, Quest loves behind uh, a venture where they with Impossible where they uh, do like cheesesteak meat. Um, you know you're vegan, man. Hey, man, you know, I, I, um, I love to eat it. You know you're vegan, dude. It's yummy, yummy, yummy. You'd probably fit in right in at a Comic-Con. And, oh, if I fit in at a Comic-Con. <laughs> Most of the nerd conventions I fit in, but I'm not sure if I fit into that nerd convention. Into that nerd convention. Yeah, furries more. What, what was, I can roll. What with was that. the line? It's wonderful. What's the What's the line? It's wonderful. It's the wonderful. It's the wonderful. It's the wonderful. So that is a that is a line from Ibsen's A Doll's House. And Nora okay. continues to think that her husband is going to come and save him. You know, it's the the wonderful is going to happen. It's the wonderful, and so that would that would lift my flap by a robe up. It's, it's the wonderful. The wonderful. See. Fantastic. See, this is what I'm talking about. Fantastic. Who knows that except Rob? I I, I don't know, man. I, I almost <laughs> want to ask him a furry question now. Because, like, you know, I he was at the convention. He was there in the area, in the region. So I'm just a man. I'm just like, you know, furry. Like, like, you know, if you're a furry, that's like, you have a pretty good. I would imagine that furries are mostly, like, unattractive people. I, you know what? You can't tell because they're all in costume. But I mean, like, so the first one that I saw, like, I get there, I just go right up to my room. I come down. I'm going to go grab some lunch. And there's a cardinal, a guy in a full cardinal costume, like the running red bird, like sitting at a at a, at the oh, concierge table. The and he's getting recommendations for dinner. And I'm like, bird seed what, or bird is, seed? Like, why is the gourmet bird seed? Bird seed or bird seed? Like, why, 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 why doesn't he take off his head to talk to the concierge? And then I discovered what was actually going on. I was like, it's crazy. Okay. I have so many questions about what goes on inside those uniforms, but inside I just, those I just outfits. Want to know but... what the people who are inspired to use the kitty litter tray uh, like over the weekend. Like what? What is it in you that thinks that that's a good idea? I want to know. Do you, you ever? Need, t- or that you need to go to that level? Do you ever take your fur off? Do you climb into one? Do you climb climb into the other person's, you know, cart? Like for example, does the woman call, climb into the cardinal's outfit and then they become symbiotic, and they have symbiotic cardinal sexual relations? I don't know. I can't get it. I just have so many questions. Furries, hit me up. I'm interested. I want to know what's going on. Born in trouble. Thirty something episode. Find out the hard way, Holmes. Peace. Right.